Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the principles, the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And these we will do if God permit, for it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of the Lord and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. For the earth we drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it. And bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and brass is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be bent. But beloved, we are persuaded of better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work. And labor of love which ye have showed toward his name. In that ye ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. And that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater he swore by himself saying surely in blessing I'll bless thee and in multiplying I'll multiply thee and so after he had patiently endured he obtained a promise for men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I want to speak briefly on a subject God will do anything for faith, God will do anything to give you faith, God will do anything. To increase your faith. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for today. It's a wonderful morning. We're hearing your word. Your word says that the earth that drinketh in the rain that comes oft or often upon it. And bringeth forth fruit to those who dressed it. Receive a blessing from God. We are the land that receive rain often. And we bring forth fruit for our dresses. And we receive a blessing from God. 
Now touch my lips and touch the heart of your people. Even mine also. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I read the whole of Hebrews chapter 6. My emphasis, however, starts from verse 16. It says, Men verily swear by the greater, and an oath of confirmation is for them the end of all strife. That big English simply means in every dispute of people, when there is an oath, it serves as a final confirmation. When you are talking, somebody just says, I swear. Then you know, no, it's a serious matter. Better still, the person says, I swear God. The New Testament enjoins us not to swear. And James explained that our yes should be yes. When you build integrity, then you don't have to be swearing because people know what you are saying is true anyway. Nevertheless, it's a fact that oaths in every situation attempt to confirm in the surest term the verity of the speaker. So back to our test, it says men swear by the greater and an oath of confirmation is to them the end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show show it's an old english word for show to show to the heirs of promise the inheritors of the promise or to people who god has promised god willing abundantly to show to us whom he gave the promise the immutability the unchanging nature irrefutable nature of his promise confirm it by an oath god also swore god said i swear why because he wants to show you the immutability of his counsel has confirmed the promise with an oath that by two immutable things two things that cannot change and the two things here are the word of god the promise of god and the oath of god that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. We must have a strong consolation. The word is paracleo, from which you get paracletos, right? We must have a strong consolation. That word means comfort, exhortation, encouragement. Strong encouragement. God will do anything. To build your faith, including swearing. That we might have a strong consolation. Who have fled for refuge. When you read in the King James, you don't get it. Who have taken refuge with God. The good speed translation says. God knows that we run to him for refuge. And he wants us to have consolation. Strong consolation that you are safe here. Actually, in the book of Proverbs, he says that. Don't think evil about somebody who stays with you, seeing that he dwelleth securely with you. There were very strong laws in the Bible regarding strangers, how strangers are treated. So when somebody comes to hide under your refuge, the best you can give the person is security. Husbands, give your wife security. Parents, give your children security. 
God wants every child of God to be secure. God wants you to be secure. You fled for refuge. You made God your refuge. You made him your secret place, your hiding place. He said, because you've made the Lord, even the most high, your habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, nor any plague come nigh to your dwelling. God said, these guys run to me for refuge, and I want to make sure they are safe. And I will use strong words to qualify my promise. I swear. Jesus used the same language. Verily, verily. Verily, verily is just a nice way of saying, I swear. That's the meaning of the word. In fact, assuredly also means I swear. But it's just in a Polish way. And God will use, I love the Holy Ghost. In just two minutes, I've made my point. I love it that way. Because, you know, I'm not necessarily a very good teacher. I'm a prophet. And so most of the time, I prophesy the word, you know. (laughs) I speak it under inspiration. So I just drop it as the Holy Ghost wants me to drop it. Teachers have an anointing to explain. Prophets don't have an anointing to explain. Because the more you break it down, the more you deviate from the true meaning. And the more you drift from the inspiration. And prophets' ministry is inspirational. So they got no business explaining too much. So you better figure it out. It's not easy to teach as a prophet. But when I'm able to capture all I want to say in my introduction, or in my first two sentences, or in five minutes... Then I just rest my case. God will do anything. Now look at me. Many of you think that Jesus died on the cross and those things were just, well, God loved us, so Jesus died for us. Yes, of course. That's the ultimate proof of God's love. But you need to understand that redemption or salvation was offered. It was a whole program. That ought to be worked out meticulously. When you read the law, then you see how elaborate salvation, redemption is. So when you commit one sin, go and read Leviticus and see the remedy for sin. First of all, the offerings are five. You have a trespass offering. Then you have a sin offering. The sin offering is different from trespass offering. Then you have a peace offering. Then you have a meal offering. In fact, a burnt offering rather first. Then you have a meal offering. Two of the offering is to take care of your sin. Two is to restore fellowship. Apart from the cleansing, I mean, the cleansing rites, the washings, the elaborate washings, the feasts and the festivals, and all the temple worship, the detailed Levitical order because in the realm of the spirit nothing is taken for granted things are not just there for the fun of it everything has significance so everything in the law including the commas and the full stops the jot and the title which are the commas these are the smallest strokes of the hebrew alphabet the commas and the full stops even the commas and the full stop must be fulfilled so the redemption package was so meticulous that it was not as easy as God just saying, let them be saved and everybody will be saved. Somebody had to work it out and fulfill every jot and tittle. And that's what Jesus did when he came on the earth to die for our sins. Now, 
He did all this just for one thing. All the demands of the law were fulfilled and encapsulated. And you can just take it in one dose. It's called faith. Before faith, we were kept under the law as the law was our schoolmaster. They call the New Testament faith. They call the finished work of Christ faith. They call everything God. The whole of God's program faith. You forgot my title. God will do anything for faith. So we saw God swearing. So you can have faith. And we see how Jesus worked at our salvation plan so that it will be easy. So you can stand somewhere and say, I receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. And then it's equal to you went to the cross. It's equal to you were buried with Christ. It's equal to you rose with Christ. It's equal to you fulfill all the demands of the law. You didn't have to go through the rights of the leprous man. Though you were leprous. Sin was a time for leprous. And the things a leprous man has to go through. Even if he's cleansed. You didn't hear me. The things a leprous man has to go through. Even if he's cleansed. Even if he's healed. When a child is born, for seven days, the woman is unclean. If the baby is a girl, for 14 days, the woman is unclean. He made it simple. And it comes like a polio vaccine. The whole thing has been packaged in what we call faith. You just take it, your daily dose of faith. Why are you free? Let's go to the book of Corinthians. I want to show you something in the book of Corinthians. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. But as God is true, verse 18, our word toward you is not here and nay. Look at that. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, or Timotheus, was not yes and no. The New English translation says, it was not a blend of yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among us by you, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yes and no. But in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. All the promises of God are summed up in one person. I told you that Jesus is the word of God. Everything God said and is saying and will say encapsulated in one. Jesus is the word of God. You know, word is not just verbal. It's also written and not just written. It's also not just verbal, but non-verbal. In fact, what we call logos, from which we get what we call word, is not just verbal. But it's also reason. It's also expression. So the word of God, which is everything he said, everything he's thinking, his reasoning, and his expression. The full expression of God, everything God wants to say, is what Jesus became. All the love of God he was talking about, we saw it when Jesus came. All the salvation, everything God said. And that's why they call Jesus the word of God. And the word became flesh. Now, Jesus is the word of God. And the Bible says that Jesus actually said that I come in the volume of the book. It's written of me. The whole book, it's, this is the man. 
In other words, all the promises of God is Him. And they are yes and they are amen. It means that by the time you mention the name of Jesus, just put a full stop. Just put an amen to the promise. Because Jesus is the promise. Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise. Now, Jesus is the promise. We have the promises of God. The Bible says, all this died in faith, having not obtained the promise. God having provided a better thing for them. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 40. Hebrews eleven forty. All this died in faith. Look at the previous verse, 39. And this all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Not the promises. Because we know all those guys, they received certain promises. That's why their faith was even justified, right? I mean, which was an evidence of their faith. They received promises, all those guys. Bible says that they obtained promise. In fact, the previous verses explains it, okay? Let's go back to verse 38. Go to 37. Scroll back. You can take it, let's say, from verse 35. Let's see. What shall I say more? For time will fail me to tell about Gideon. You see, he was talking about all these heroes of faith. And he mentioned, he started from Abel. And then he got somewhere and said, time will fail me to talk about Gideon and of Barak and of Samson, of Jephthah. And of David also, of Samuel and of the prophets. Uh Uh-huh. Who through faith subdue kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtain promises. You see, they obtain promises. 39 says, All this, having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. They receive promises, but they receive the promise. The promise is Jesus. In fact, the next verse says it. The next verse. Look at it. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should be made perfect. What is it that we have that the Old Testament saints... Men of faith didn't have. It's Christ. They were not born again. They didn't receive Christ. They didn't have Christ. So God provided a better thing for us. That they without us will not be perfect. Why? Because their faith was just a shadow of the mother of all faith, which is Christ. So we know that Christ is faith. Christ is everything to believe. Amen? He's the object of all faith. And he is the seed of faith. Amen? When you receive the word of God into you and you get born again, it is actually the word of God, which is Christ, a bit of Christ, the seed of God that is implanted. And that becomes faith in you. The word of God becomes faith in you. And this is what the Old Testament guys didn't have. So Jesus is the promise. The promise of Abraham. Not the promises of Abraham. The promise of Abraham is Christ. But there were many promises. But all the promises... Can we go back to 1 Corinthians... All the promises of God, where are they? Where are the promises of God? The promises of God are in the Bible. The promises of God are the ones he spoke to people. But now the Bible is saying that all the promises of God, they are in Christ. Because Christ is the sum total of all the promises. I've explained that the Bible says that what God actually wanted to say, he had spoken in Christ. God who at sundry times... And in diverse manners, in time past, speak through the prophets or by the prophets, has in these last days spoken through his son. So the promises of God actually is Christ. The promise of God is Christ. Are we in Second Corinthians? So let's go back to our scripture. For all the promises of Christ in him are here, 
and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Once you have Christ, every promise is yours. That's what the Bible calls us heirs. Heirs of what? Of his promise. Our opening text says that God willing more abundantly to show to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. So we are called heirs of God's promise. We are the one who rightfully inherit God's promises. Let's get back to the point I want to make in this service. God would do anything for faith. That's all I want to say. And because God would do anything to give you faith, he would do anything to give you a reason to believe. And he would do everything to make faith easy for you, you to do everything to believe. In every circumstance, find a reason to believe. There were people who, when there was no object for hope, no natural reason for hope or to hope, they believed. Abraham was one of them. Who against hope? Romans 4, 17. Who against hope? Believe in hope. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Next verse. Who against hope? Believed in hope. I explained it here one Wednesday. Actually, wherever there is hope, there is an object of hope. There's a reason why you just hope. There is nobody who will hope when there's no reason. That's a joke. There must be a reason why you hope. But the Bible says that once there was no reason to hope or for hope, Abraham believed in hope. The King James says, who against hope? Actually, not that there was not even a reason to hope. There was actually reasons against the hope. That's why we call him the father of faith. Another woman whose hope was put under serious test. She was crying following Jesus. And Jesus turned and said to her, It is not meat, it is not proper to give the children's food to dogs. In fact, initially, the disciple says, Master, this woman follows us crying. Sack her. The lady was not deterred. Then later, Jesus turned, after a long time, Jesus turned and said, Look, I don't do that. You can do that. Others can do that. But I don't give children's food to dogs. And this woman's hope was stretched. The man doesn't like you. His followers don't like you. The man himself doesn't like you. This woman found a reason for hope. She said, yes. Even the dogs also. The crumbs that fall to the ground. They eat. Though they are not children. So they can't sit at table. And yet, tell your neighbor, find a reason to believe. Every day of your life, two things. Every circumstance that presents itself, look for a reason to believe. Number two, every scripture you see in the Bible, it doesn't matter how it sounds. Find a place in that scripture that gives you a way of escape or that gives you opportunity. Listen, Mike Maddow says that everybody is either a door or a way. In other words, every situation that presents itself to you is either a door or a wall. It's either a door or a wall. A scripture can be a wall. It can just be a barricade. Just write you off. That's how the law was. But I say Jesus took it out of the way and nailed it to the cross. Jesus took it out of the way. Don't put anything in the way. Okay, you didn't get me. 
When Jesus became the way, it's no longer a narrow way. As a matter of fact, there's too much opportunity. You know, people don't fail because of the mistakes they do. People fail because they refuse to see the opportunities. Every problem comes with opportunities. But you can decide to focus on the problem or the opportunity. God's intention for you is not to read scriptures that will kill your faith. That's not the purpose of the word of God. The purpose of the word of God is to build your faith. So if you are reading that part of the Bible that discourages you, or know that you are interpreting Bible wrongly, because you have to build your faith. Now, you need to understand that your faith is your life. Your spiritual lifeline is your faith. And so, you need it. You need it. When you open your mouth, I will choose what I want to hear. You can say what you want to say, but I will, Bible says, take heed to what you hear, and take heed to how you hear. Because you can't prevent people from saying anything. They will say it. You can't prevent the devil from showing you pictures, circumstances. Nowadays, just by reason of being on a, a WhatsApp page, you can receive anything, even things you don't want to see. The day I saw the people putting lorry tires over people and burning them, including children, I almost fainted. Somebody sent it into my, my thing. And I, I just opened the thing. I just saw the video. I just pressed it. I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> so, later I followed the story. It's just some of the xenophobia stuffs in South Africa. But the point here is that you can stop what you see and hear. But you can choose what to receive. You can filter and see. And you must train your spirit to always hear with faith. You must be somebody, Bible says, to him that hear, more shall be given. So you must learn to get seeds, seeds of faith from things that people don't even get it. Now, let me say this. When God asked Abraham to kill his son, that's not good news. Is that good news? Go and kill your son. Something he has lived for all his life. He spent 100 years to wait for this, just this boy. And now God said, go kill him. But you see, if you have the right heart and the right attitude, you remember we said it here. God said, you did it in the integrity of your heart. There was a man who took a prophet's wife and didn't know the guy was a prophet. He's called Abimelech. So in the night, when he started touching the lady, then he started feeling something in his spirit. So he stopped. Then God came to him and said, Abimelech, you are a dead man. Because the woman you have is another man's wife. And he said, ah. But the man said it was her sister. And she confirmed that is his brother. And in the integrity of my heart, I did this. And God said, I know. Because of the integrity of your heart, that's why I also kept you from sinning. Once you decide in your heart, you have the right attitude. You always, God will always help you. In other words, what I'm saying is that every time there's an opportunity, just maintain the right attitude. Yesterday, I taught on faith and I said, the word faith, the meaning of the word, both Old Testament and New Testament, 90% of all the occurrences of the word faith, the meaning is faithfulness or steadfastness. To be steadfast. To be steady. 
is to be right with God. To have the right heart. There's a heart that just believes God. That's the heart we were given at new birth. At new birth, your heart was changed. God gave you a new heart. There are different kinds of hearts. Stony heart. Too many hearts. Different kind of hearts. Double-hearted people. All that. When you got born again, God gave you a brand new heart. And that is the heart that is steadfast with God. That's the word meaning for the word faith. When David said, renew a right spirit within me, the word was a steadfast spirit. He was saying, give me a heart of faith. What we have, now that's what David was asking for. Because if he knew that if he had that, he wouldn't do what he did. He couldn't have killed Uriah. No, no, he couldn't have gone that far. So, when a situation presents itself, the first thing is to maintain that right attitude of steadfastness. After all, the question to ask is, will God allow me to see disgrace? To see shame? He said, as it is written, whosoever believeth in him will not be ashamed. Me, the day I found that in my Bible, that's the day I knew that shame, dear. it's not <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I saw it in the Bible. It said, as it is written, which means they said it even first, scrap before they were quoting it. So that was the second time. That are the Maverick two or three witnesses, the matter is established. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Do you know how we preach the Bible? We say, no, there's just a secret place. Everybody, when you get in there, then everything will be fine. But you are already in a secret place. If you are born again, the secret place of God is Christ. You couldn't hide any <laughs> deeper. Or you couldn't be in any safer place than in Christ. So, your attitude toward people, toward circumstances, your response. Give yourself another reason to believe. Every day when you wake up, let me show you one of the best ways to live in the New Testament, as a New Testament person. Because some of you, you are still living in the Old Testament. We are in the New Testament, you are in the Old. And some of you don't even know the difference. When you talk, I'm like, hey, are you also in Christ or you are under the law of Moses? Me, I'm born again. Oh, oh yes. And some of you come here to Monday prophetic service. Be a friend invited you because you have a problem. So there's a prophet there who can pray for you. Be fine. So, one shed down near the end. I'm for ready. So you are actually not born again. So these things we are saying, you are just a religious nice guy. You don't understand anything. No, I'm not accusing you. But when you get born again, you are a son of God. Your case is different. Tell somebody my case is different. Why is it so difficult for us? To believe that we can just hear good news and be healed. When we actually just heard good news and were saved. Why is it so difficult for us to believe that we can build our morals by hearing good news, not threats of punishment? When our whole salvation came by the gospel. Let the gospel solve your problem. Because that is the design. Let me tell you something. Any problem that is solved without this format or without this procedure call faith. It will come back in. It's just temporal. 
Yesterday we studied about the reality of faith. That faith is a substance. That if you are healed without faith, your faith has no substance. It's just a matter of time. So, the clinical psychologist can help you. But only for a while. It has to be the word of faith. The word of God. Lashing the child with cane will help for a while. But it has to be the word of God. The good news. People don't believe that the good news can make their business grow. Wow. What are you talking about? You can't compare Bill Gates to Solomon. That's a joke. God knows how to make you rich. And not only rich. To give you durable riches. And not only that. Give you true riches. When you wake up, another reason for faith. Another reason to believe. Hallelujah. Look, when I hear somebody's testimony, it builds my faith. Of course. They say when your neighbor gets a miracle, just know that God is in your neighborhood. (laughs) When God visits your neighbor, it means God is in your neighborhood. I want to say one more thing before I rest my case. If you don't receive Christ, faith hasn't even started yet. Under the Old Testament, it's acceptable. Because Christ was not there yet. So there are certain things you do as a shadow. But now, your faith hasn't even started yet if you are not born again. Because Christ is faith. And no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ. Then you build upon. But there's something I want to say here. The initial faith came to us as a gift from God. You are saved by grace through faith. It's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. God has dealt to everyone that is among you a measure of faith. Every one of you a measure of faith. There's one faith. Talking about common faith. The first faith you receive is a gift from God. But you must take responsibility for your faith. I thought about these two kinds of faith. The common faith we all have. Who are born again. And then our individual faith. Which has got to do with our unique situations. Our desires. Our dreams. And our personal prayers. Because what you want is not what I want necessarily. So your faith will be different from mine. That is the kind of faith that brings results to individuals. That's not what I want to emphasize. You can find that one in a CD called Common and Uncommon Faith. By yesterday's message, you have to get it. The reality of faith. But my point here now is this. Who is the last point I said I want to make before we go is. You must take personal responsibility for faith. People don't get it. The faith is yours. Take responsibility. That's why you have to guard your heart with all diligence. That's why you have to watch what comes in. And what goes out of your mouth. Because what goes out of your mouth, apart from the fact that as an overflow of your heart, what is already in your heart, it also reinforces your belief. People don't get this whole thing about confessing the word. They don't know that whatever you say reinforces what you believe. It substantiates your belief. I want to go to school, but there's nobody to pay my fees. Genuine excuse. 
So what are you going to do? You're going to live your life to chance. If there's nobody to help you, that's all. Are you going to live your life to chance? I'm SS or I have sickle cell. That's all. So your future has been determined. You can never be healthy or you will die along the line. Well, you can choose life. People don't get it. When you are a child of God, you are not a victim of life. You are a victor in life. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Don't sit down and die. Honey, don't sit down and die because you have sickle cells. It was not your fault. Even if it's your fault, you can still change your mind. You are free to change your mind. And say, I did a mistake, but I want to correct it. Now, you know, people don't like to take responsibility. So when you teach them the truth, they say, prophet, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through. Prophet, you don't know the kind of man I'm living with. Prophet, me, this thing you are saying, sometimes somebody has a problem and you, start want, you want to talk to him, he's made up his mind. You see, he's tired. I've seen prophets, but who say when you see prophets, then a problem is solved? It's according to your faith. The guy has seen prophets, receive all aquantures, good and bad and demonic. Mix all together. Everything. So, prophet, nothing's working. The word works. Check the word. So, the person is not ready to listen because he has done everything, everything in inverted commas. And the thing actually has prolonged, so he's tired. Maybe it's 12 years or 10 years. The guy's just tired. So, he doesn't have the strength to try again for some they, they just don't want to take responsibility and you know a lot of people keep saying that i don't know why god is allowing this i don't know why god is taking me through this when it is not god you haven't realized that god is not going to do anything god's not going to do anything for you you know why because he has done it Actually, it is finished. Prophet, but I think the Lord is working with us. Yes. He's called the Holy Spirit. And the way he does his job is different from the way Jesus and the Father did it. That's what the Holy Spirit, he does it with you. If your hand is not inside, his hand is not inside. Jointly with you. He doesn't pray for you. He prays with you. Paracletus call alongside to help you, not to take over. You know why? It's not that he doesn't want you to be comfortable. He wants you to be comfortable, but being comfortable is not enough. He wants you to grow to become like him. So he's training you to do the things he does. So that at the end, you are like Jesus. You measure up with Christ. But for those of you who need breathing space, Yes, yes, I know that God's agenda is to train me to be like him, but can the training wait so that this year God will do some things for me so that next year the training can start because I need my breath, some of my breath. Yes, the training will wait. You didn't hear me. I said the training will wait. 
He will help you. He will do it for you. And then push the training to next year. But next year, he'll start doing it with you. Actually, when you are a young believer, he does it for you. Because no baby can fend for itself. But when you start growing, he stopped doing it for you. I told you here, I was praying for somebody, I said, God healed him. The Lord said, you heal him. He told me that. Why? Because he healed everybody on the cross already. So he's not going to do anything. But we can lay hand on the sick and heal the sick. And you can also receive your healing. But you see, you can learn these things quickly and see the results or you can decide to sit down and slowly. I don't get it. Are we not charismatic enough? Are we not teaching you the New Testament enough? I teach you the spirit. I teach you faith. You must travel at the speed of light. The guy in the Methodist church, I mean, gradually, you come to understand being born again, and you come to understand the basics, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and then he will catch up, maybe after a hundred years, but he will still catch up. It's okay. Hey, the guy in the Presby church, yeah, it's fine. But you are even allowed to throw your legs when you are praying. Come back, come, come, come. We've allowed you all that, but we know they see nothing, sir. We allow you to do all that. Pray Amen. We've allowed you to put all your faith into action. Decree, declare, proclaim, announce. Hello? Prophesy, sow seed, I don't like it. But everything has been done. Tell somebody there's no reason to fail. Many of us don't know our resource. We spend more time on our mobile phones than we spend in the scriptures. So the impact of the scriptures on us are small. Tell somebody another reason to believe. Look at prayer, for example. There are different kinds of prayer and different forms of prayer. That alone gives you the option to change. From gear to gear, if this gear is not strong enough, we have what we call supplications. And even that one is in plural. Different levels. The groaning. Uh, uh, that's deep supplication. Different. Some is just tears. The person is not shouting, but just tears running down. He's praying, tears. Supplication is different. Intercessions. Different. Then prayers. That one, they couldn't give any name to it, but prayers. Or something, be a gym Bible. May compile prayers. Then giving of time, prophetic praying, corporate prayer, prayer of agreement. So prayer alone is exhausting. Then you take sacrifice, offering, seed. That one can be a little bit dangerous. Hello? Are you here? 
Different types of sacrifices. The one you gave during the building project. The one you gave to the man of God. The one you sow by faith. The first offering, the second offering. The tithe. So that giving in itself should be exhaustive enough to give you a breakthrough. Then we come to the spirit, the pneumaticos. Prophecy. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Designing of spirit. Miracles. Healing. Faith. Supernatural faith. Abnormal faith. Last Monday, the prophet said, during his birthday celebration, he received three cars. He said, this is the eighth car he's using. He's never bought a car. And he said, he has never prayed for a car. Somebody who has even never prayed for a car. Had three cars. I don't know if you saw the car. The car he brought. There's nothing as beautiful as that. The car is so beautiful, you feel like kissing it. How many of you saw the car? How many of you saw the car? What? No, if Prophet Manasseh tells you something is nice, then it's nice. Because I've been to Italy and Turkey and I know finesse. I know what is fine. Mitchell said, it is fine. He didn't even pray for it. So you have been shouting, Papi, Papi, why do you think you will receive a miracle? They say that Jesus said this, men ought to pray and not to faint. And he gave a story about a woman. The unrighteous judge said that though I don't regard God or man, by her continual coming, she wears me out. So, let me avenge her. And say, why will God not avenge his sons who cry to him day and night? Tell somebody another reason to believe. You know, I used to tell people some things. They don't know that it's a declaration of faith. They thought that it's boasting. I tell people that if you take my blood and you drop it or you take a sample of my blood and you take an MP, malaria parasite, and drop it into the blood and look at it under the microscope, you just see the parasite die. Because my blood is too hot for parasites. Okay, I said something before saying this, but you didn't get it. I said, people will think you are boasting, but they don't know it's your declaration of faith. You are just saying that sickness cannot thrive in this body. Somebody said, if but just touch the hem of his garment. No, you can actually have that kind of faith and it will work for you. I'm telling you, once I see that man called once I, once my eye just see the man, Prophet Manasseh, it's done. And it has worked for many people. Too many miracles, just. We're living in some of the most anointed moments in history. In meetings we conduct, we see the healing part of God so strong on people that God actually said that if their skin should touch another person, the person will be healed instantly. These signs will follow them that believe. Saturday we're in a meeting and the glory of God fell. And you know what God showed me? I saw the glory of God fell and was behind us, following us. And the Lord said, you know what? Prophet, what's he is that? I said, I see the glory of the Lord behind me. And I said, what mean is this? He said, 
You read in your Bible that goodness and mercy shall follow you. That's what you know. But you forgot. I also said in my word that my righteousness go ahead of you and my glory shall be your rare reward. Hey! I say, uh-huh. preach, brother. So what that means is that now it's not only goodness and mercy that is following you, but the glory of God is following you as your rare reward. You know, when we say rare, you understand, rare. Your rare mirror, rare, behind, right? After I'm gone, you see something there. I won't go to any place and leave debt. I won't go to any place and leave trouble. When I leave the place, actually, when I go to a church and I move, people begin to have encounters, visitation. Jesus walks into people's room. I mean, you can't help. When I come to your church and leave, you can't help but experience glory. Unless it's not Manasseh who came there. Maybe somebody else. I see, I don't say this to magnify myself. I say this so that you can know what you carry. Or you expect demons to be following you. Some of you are expecting that you come and then they say, ah, ah, you have 37 demons all around you. I don't carry demons around me. And you don't carry demons around you. But you see, you prefer those things to the good news. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was my big sister. I knew it. So you're just waiting for a prophet to confirm your superstition. I knew it. Nowadays, the common one is, they say somebody, they were praying for somebody, the person started manifesting. Jimey, Jimey, Minko, Jimey. I won't go, I won't go, I'll kill her. Then they say, who are you? Then they mention your elder sister's name. So, yeah, we went to a lot of places, her name came up. Maybe you are not reading the Bible, you are reading a dictionary. What's the meaning of we wrestle not against flesh and blood? So the demons are now telling us what to do. By the way, how are you going to solve this problem or the situation? Because the Bible says, even if you are afraid to move mountains and you don't have love, it will profit you nothing. So how are you going to help the situation? How are you going to help your sister? How are you going to... It's only love. And you too, you are suspicious, angry, so I buy him. So how is it going to work? They say, if you try everything and fails, try love. Because love never fails. You didn't hear me. But you see, you don't even believe those things in the first place. Let me tell you this. Don't provoke God to jealousy, okay? Don't put anything between you and God. That's why I don't give the devil attention. I got no time for demons. You know, we like all this entertainment. When a demon see me, they leave quietly. But we like the entertainment. The power of God can come so strong on you and a demon can manifest in many ways. I'm not saying it's wrong to minister to people in a deliverance. So it's okay if a demon has to. My friend says that when a demon has come, he came quietly. Now that he wants to go, he wants to disgrace you before leaving. And you too like it. Shut up and go. No time for entertainment. I'll kill him. I did this. We kill everybody. It's because of us. That is why his business is not working. That's another trick of the devil to sow discord in the family. The demons is leaving and now he wants to leave confusion behind. And you are not smart enough to even see it. So the demons left and there's a bigger demon in the house. Because your mother is a witch. Because the demon that was leaving said that it was your elder sister 
and your mother is an accomplice and instead of hearing the word of god you're hearing the word of a demon in my meetings we don't commune with demons we commune with the holy ghost it's glorious my services are divine services divine services it doesn't mean demons don't come out the demons come out but they know that we don't focus on them and so there's no fanfare the devil loves it when you give him attention okay this week we are going to kill all our enemies by fire when you start doing something for some time ask yourself is this scriptural please i beg you these are the prayers to pray this week you wake up at 12 o'clock midnight and then you wake up at 2 midnight and you take the book and say all my enemies that are against me somebody just want to make money and he wrote those things in a book and he said use them to pray and say by fire where is that in the bible and some people, when they don't add by fire, the by fire has become in the name of Jesus. When they don't add by fire, the prayer is not powerful. One of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is fire, but that's not the only symbol of the Holy Spirit. Actually, the devil is not your problem. Ignorance is. A devil that has been reduced, you are magnifying. The only power the devil has over you is the one you gave him. Oh yes, prophet, I know because I went to sin. Your sin is taken care of. It's not because you sin. It's because you don't even know. You don't even understand redemption. And that is what Bible enjoins us to know. And we are trying to know other things. When I came among you, I was determined not to know anything except Christ and him crucified. The only thing to know is Christ. So, you have your prayer book. We recite all the prayers by fire. By fire in Jesus' name. Or in Jesus' name by fire. Honey, the fact that a charismatic church has a tradition doesn't mean it's scriptural. Then, some of us do we believe that because we pray so much. That's why the devil hates us. You don't have to pray for him to hate you. He hates you anyway. Whether I pray or not, he doesn't care. Sometimes, yes, Christian sisters, uh, uh, prophet, uh, prophet, there are a lot of attacks, a lot of attacks on my life. I'm 40, and I'm still not married. A lot of attacks. And the reason is because I've been interceding for the whole family, so all the spirits in the family are against me. Stop being hyper-spiritual. If that's the reason, the first day Benihim finished his first crusade, and won so many souls all the demons would have agreed let's kill this man because he's taking too many people to heaven i told you here before that i have never used the word attack i had an attack yesterday i had an attack yesterday i've never used that word in my life because i don't see it in my bible prophet i have an attack oh. attack but prophet does it even matter maybe that's just another way of expressing something so it doesn't really matter it matters because of the underlying reasoning he is constantly in a warfare and is constantly under attack i don't see myself like that because that would not be faith 
Pastor Chris said, assuming I have to finish praying for all my children every day, cover my wife, cover my cover everybody, cover everybody. That would be too much work. Me, I have five. So by the time I finish covering Elijah, that nobody touch him, nothing touch him. And then I move to Joshua. And then, then I'll be a slave. I'll become a slave to too much work. But you forgot that faith is the shield, rather, not the prayer. He didn't say the and take the prayer of faith. He says, take the shield of faith. Some of you can't sleep if you don't pray. I can't remember the last time I prayed before sleeping. I'm going to sleep uh, and I want to pray so that God will protect me and keep me from bad dreams. Read the Bible before you sleep. And the word of God will play in your mind at night. That will be the dream. And again, the word gives you faith. Some of you go to the seventh spiritual plane. Me, I haven't seen that in the Bible. And you go and bind Sat Gopinata. You finish dealing with all the small, small demons. Now you are going to find Sat Gopinata. And... You want to bind Sat Gopinata? You don't even have the strength. You use it to lead worship. You don't have the energy for that. And then we have people who specialize in removing things that are buried. They have become archaeologists. Ah, they've buried something in your house. Buried... Why haven't they buried things? Where we are, they've buried a lot of things here, this place. Everywhere. One service has finished all those things. In fact, you see, blood speaks. The first thing said about blood in the Bible is, is speak. That's the first thing said about blood in the Bible. I heard the voice of the blood of your brother crying. But it's not Abel's brother alone that cries. There's a blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. And Bible says, refuse, see that ye refuse not him who speaketh on earth. For if they refuse not him, the voice of him who spoke on earth, how shall they escape from the voice that speaketh from above? He's saying that that voice is bigger. So these small, small, small things, demons that are talking, this voice silences them. It's just that you don't know. And you are magnifying the small ones. So we have to go and dig. And some prophets have the anointing to locate where the thing is buried. They are archaeologists. And they dig. When you dig, what will you find? A black polythene. They've tied the cob of a corn. And maybe a feather. And... Uh, some red band that's all so you have to actually physically remove it before that child will not work they will come and bury it again even if they don't come and bury it there they will do it somewhere so if it will work it will work so you just have to know that it won't work for it is written no weapon formed against you shall prosper simple <laughs> prophet you made the thing look so simple i didn't make it simple jesus made it simple Oh, a prophet came to our house the other day. And then when they were mentioning names, your name came out. And so the prophet said, you come and see him. Bring this, bring this. Add 500 Ghana to it. For if you need money, tell us you need money. Don't use tricks. So you too, you are taking money 
And you're going to look for that prophet at um, Asiakwa. And some of us, our God is not in Ghana here. When will we cease to be children? sorry, deliverance. So that we can do the will of God. The will of God is with a prophet. The reason why the guy came here to the money prophetic service is he needs a job. So everything we've said so far. He's just hoping that we'll stop talking and locate him. Who? Sorry, bra. Unyajuma. Madam, who? Sorry, unai, unai. Omo achichiru. Prophet na who? Who? Those who are guests here, who've never seen me prophesy, will think that I don't prophesy. So I'm talking against prophecy. They don't know that. I'm the dawn when it comes to prophets. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So, so, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> On purpose. Sometimes, just something for you to laugh. Tell <laughs> oh. <laughs> somebody it is well, though. Can this guy stop joking and take my case serious? <laughs> And come and help and pray for me and stop all this joke. Okay, we are done today. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to pray for you. Yesterday at service here, I was so fulfilled, so happy. I was like, oh God, I don't even want to leave church. The presence of God. The presence of God. But I was just the presence of God. It's awesome. Look, the kind of anointing we experience. I'm like, no, this is good. And people can't get it. That employment is in it. Babies are in it. Healing is in it. Word of wisdom is in it. Gifts are in it. Open doors are in it. Faith is in it. Deliverance is in it. Everything is packaged. It's not just an external feeling. It's real. It's the anointing. It's tangible. Velo husparashata. You know why I believe my prophecies? Because I know, I know. I know where it's coming from. No prophecy came at any time by the will of man, but the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So when I speak in tongues, the first two lines alone is even enough to take care of your case. No, no I, I know what I'm talking about. One service, just one service that we hold in water garden here. That anointing is enough for a church for a whole year or even two years. 
I'm not forcing it through your throat, so you don't have to accept it. There's enough power here. Sometimes I tell people, forget about a 40 day fast and just come to one of our services. Because I have fasted before, and so I know how much power is in fasting, and I know how much power is here. So if I tell you, forget about a 40 day fast and sit in my service, I know what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. For a minute, I want you to close your eyes. You are talking to God. Not even asking Him anything yet because He already knows what you need. Hey, Fanala musondora makia shandele Iva malasurele Kemikus mahandala hapas masha Eya masunda hiyalanda Suve makusandale Eya makasando hushpal Fandali marantrasamashanda Halila That child is coming back. Restoration. Your field is ripe. The blessing is here. The healing is here. Joy cometh in the morning. Oh, weeping may endure for a night. I see your joy. I see the joy coming. I see your man coming. I see the relationship. I see your marriage. Believe this. Believe this. He on the Sunday, Sunday, lay my Sunday. We are sheriffs. Hey, my Sunday, lava. You see, you cannot be conversing with the Holy Ghost. And not be powerful. Mariana Ramasuke, Lehishanda Ramoso. Whoa, whoa, Masule, Yo Masuke Mo. Fadi soka makala Jasambahako Kobi amalira no sate alo nandama o Bayama sundere kamala sunde Parama sunda saya
communion with the Holy Spirit how to commune with the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Spirit speaking to yourself In psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, oh, hey, la no ma sung he ma, ala ma orales, to ma landarish, kema osande. Ila musuma Zori makalane Famosue landa The Lord is always before me Because he's always at my right hand I will not be moved Though the mountains be removed and cast into the seas my heart will not fear. I believe the people of Nepal need this one. The songwriter says, Misuro, Misuro Boni Bing, if he said, Nobody sings better than you. Sing it. Eradicating me, 
Surround them. 